Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined in the press box here at Progressive Field by Paul Hoynes, our Tribe beat writer. Paul, what's your uh, what's your favorite elimination game cliche? Mike Mike Clevenger busted out, <laughs> yeah. backs against the wall today. Yeah, uh, I, I personally like to go with the more grim sounding. Uh, There's no tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite cliche that you like to throw out there with any of those? <laughs> You know, when I think of those, those, uh, these elimination games, I think of uh, Jim Morrison. You know, the Doors, the old Doors singer, the late Doors singer. There's a song. He goes, "Well, I woke up this morning and I got myself a beer. I woke up this morning and I got myself a beer. The future's uncertain and the end is always near." There you go. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> Uh, let it roll, baby. Let's let's roll. That's there we go. Uh, I was, I you know you could also go with the the Doors uh, singing. This is the end, my friend. This is the uh, end. Yeah. Uh, personally, uh, it's it's winter. Go home. Yeah. Uh, you know those. We're we're throwing out all of the elimination game cliches here to start with because the Indians are up against a two zero deficit in the uh, the best of five ALDS. Game three is Monday, practically Monday morning, Monday 1.30 p.m. at Progressive Field, and we'll find out the fate of the Indians after that. Uh, let's just take a real quick look back at games one and two in Houston over the weekend. Hoinsey, you got to see firsthand. Um, a, a lot of the discussion afterwards is, centers around some of the decisions that Terry Francona made, uh, particularly in game two, pulling Carlos Carrasco after 77 pitches. Uh, the the decision to use Trevor Bauer in in the way that they're using him uh, in in the bullpen role uh, so far. Uh, what do you make of what Tito's made of this series so far? You know, Joe, it seemed like uh, with Carrasco they used him a lot like they did in Game Three of the ALDS against the Yankees. Mm-hmm. He was pitching great. But once he got to a certain point, they went to Miller, right? Mm-hmm. They went to Miller, and Miller gave up the home run. It right. cost him. Mm-hmm. And we we go through the same scenario this time. You know, uh, two on, one out in the sixth. Um, Carrasco couldn't have pitched much better. I mean, right. I mean, so he's he's got a one nothing lead, and uh, they go to uh, they go to Miller again to face Marwin Gonzalez. You know, who's a switch hitter and had two hits against uh, mm-hmm. Carrasco. You know, with two on, and so I can see that point. Uh, 
And, you know, Miller, I mean, Gonzalez was one for eight against Miller with six start strikeouts, and that's the matchup Tito was right. going with. Um, even though it was lefty and, you know, lefty on righty and, and, and all that stuff. Um, you know, so it didn't work out, and I think that's because, you know, you know, Andrew Miller, you know, God love him, he's not the Andrew Miller of 2016. No, I, I think there's there's a lot of uh, wear and tear on the, yeah. on the tires since postseason 2016. But, you know, just to argue the other side of it, and not the other side of it, it's the, the, the same side. Francona, if if Andrew Miller can't get you the outs you need in that situation, then you shouldn't win that game. Yeah. That's that's the point. You 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 have him and you have him in that situation. He's got to come through for you there. And if he doesn't, you're going to lose. And that's exactly what happened. Right. And you know, some people said they should have brought in Bauer. Then uh, I don't know. I mean, I, that's a you got to like that matchup. Right. You know, one for six with mm-hmm. eight or one for eight with six strikeouts. That you know, you're not going to get much more of a leverage right. advantage. Uh, but it didn't work out, and we saw what happened. You know, they go two. You know, Houston. You know, Gonzalez hits a two-run double. They're down two-one, and you know, Bauer comes in, gets out of the bases loaded, jam, does a great job, mm-hmm. and then gives up a home run to Bregman in, in the next inning. I, I personally, I like the idea that Trevor Bauer could be this sort of Swiss Army knife relief role in a, in a short series like this. I, I, I really like it, but. You have to have the the hundred percent buy in from Trevor Bauer to to do that, which it doesn't look like they have. They, it it appears that they've got that. Yeah, I think so. But yeah. it, it it in both instances you're trailing when he's coming in. Right, and that that's not that's not what you envisioned when the. Uh, of course, you didn't envision Corey Kluber giving up three solo home runs. Right, but in order for this to work, the Indians have to have a lead at some point. For Bauer to come in and be that shutdown guy, and that's not what's happening. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, yesterday, I mean, uh, Saturday when Lindo hit the home run, that was their first lead, first lead of the series. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, that when Houston came back, I was talking to Jason Stark from The Athletic. He said that's the first lead change in any postseason games to date. So, uh, so who knows? I don't know what that means. Wow. But, but Well, that means, you know, uh, Milwaukee's up 2-0 in, yeah. in their series, and LA's up 2-0 in their series. It's it's not uh, not far fetched. Uh, that that brings us to the offense and the the just woeful. Oh, uh, and a lot of the credit goes to Verlander and Cole. They were phenomenal, but this is a trend that this offense has not come through when they've they've needed to come through in in more than a month. Yeah, you know it's it's been a while, and and you're talking against they weren't doing it against Kansas City and and the White Sox. I mean, now you're facing a 103 win team, and to see it happening here, it, it's it shouldn't be surprising anybody. Yeah, I mean, uh, what uh, they've struck out 20, 24 times during the regular season. They were the hardest team in the American League to strike out. They're six for sixty in the first two games. I'm not great at math, but that's a hundred batting average. I think. I mean, they, you know, they just uh, Jose Ramirez is, continues to be lost. Same with Yonder Alonso. I mean, Frankie Lindor looks like he's having a great series, and he's like two for eight. Right. You know. So I mean, uh, but at least at least Frankie's, you know, at bats are ending with loud outs right. and hard contact. You know, 
Ramirez continues to pop the ball in the infield yeah. and and overswing and and reach and, and go expand his strike zone. I I he's you're right. He's been lost. Michael Brantley led the league in the fewest swing. His his high his swing percentage was the highest in the league. It was like ninety point three when he swung the bat all season long. He made contact, whether it was a foul ball, put the ball in play, whatever. And he strikes out swinging twice yesterday. Or, yeah. you know, that's it's insane the drop off that's happened in, in just these last two games. Yeah, and I, I think what you said earlier, you can't discount the way you know Verlander and uh, uh, Cole pitched. I mean, Verlander attacked him up in the strike zone. Uh, you know, with uh, you know he's, th- he's he's 35 and he's still throwing what 97, 98. And uh, Garrett Cole was throwing 100. I mean, he hit 101 a couple times. And he's got that great breaking ball. I mean, geez, they, they were tough to handle. And But still, they, you know, it, it just, you know, it, you know, I, I remember like Gabe Paul or Phil Seggy told me this a long time ago. You know, when a team doesn't hit, they just look, they look dead in the water. Mm-hmm. They look worse than they really are. And that for two games, that's what, that's what's happened to the Indians. They, they, they they create no, you know, no adrenaline, no momentum, just because they can't get on base. And and it really does feel like you talked about Verlander and Cole and the way they attacked. They had game plans, and you could tell right. that they were really executing those game plans. And there weren't really very very many mistake pitches. I think there's one mistake pitch the entire time, and and Lindor hit that one out for a right. you know, the home run. Other than that, there have not been mistakes. At all yeah. by this team, and then you compare that to Kluber's start, mm-hmm. which you know just was so unlike him. I mean, well, it resembled you know the last two, the last his last two postseason starts, and you know the the, the concerning thing is just the amount of home runs he gave mm-hmm. up. You know, three home runs in that game. Uh, I think there were four in the Yankee series uh, last year yep. in his two starts. Two, two. You know, and it's just and I mean, <laughs> I. I, I have no explanation for it. I think, you know, I I, I think he he was definitely hurt to last year, but there was there's no excuse for it this year. I think it was just a bad start. But if you looked at his, everything was flat. He you know he didn't have a lot of you know his 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 velocity was okay, mm-hmm. but it there, there wasn't the movement he gets on that two seam fastball coming back. We just didn't see that, and uh, I don't know. It was and they 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 crushed him. All right, well, that brings us to Game 3. Uh, Mike Clevenger gets the ball in Game 3, and, and this is – he sort of – I think he really earned this start, you know, by the work he put in this year. This is his first postseason start. He's, he's made five, six appearances yeah. over the last two postseasons, but they've all been in relief. And you can tell he's been off kilter when he's got to come in out of the bullpen, not knowing when he's coming in and all that. I think, you know, he definitely earned his way into this starting spot. Uh, and he's going against Dallas Keuchel, who presents an opportunity if the Indians are patient and can can wait him out and, and sort of you know get their pitch from him. Uh, he presents an opportunity to have a little more offensive output than maybe the the two ninety mile an hour, ninety eight mile an hour you know flamethrowers that they faced the first two games. Yeah, I think I think you're right. And uh, you know, Francona was saying uh, in the press conference, uh, that, like you were saying, Joe, they have to be patient. 
because he's always because his sinker is so good. He's always one pitch away from a double play. So you know you really have to be uh, diligent in the strike zone and and control it. Um, you know, I like I like Clevenger. What you were saying about Clevenger, you know, two hundred two hundred innings, two hundred strikeouts this year. Um, um, you know, first time ever. I mean, you know, he really, you know, thirty two starts. I mean, he really came in with that mindset to the, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to I'm I'm just not going to be a starter. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to be a fourth or fifth guy. I'm going to be a I'm going to be a contributor, and you know he looked at Kluber, he looked at Carrasco, what those guys, and Bauer, and what those guys did to reach, you know, to to stay healthy and stay in the rotation, and uh, you know he, you know he 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 worked hard, and uh, you know now we've got like you know solid three or four starter, who knows, you know, I mean, right. so and I think this is a big start for him. It's you know, it's Houston. He's had some mixed results against them this year. Um, yeah, he he struck out six and and went deep into a game in Houston. Yeah. That they wound up losing, and you know he he got the loss in it. But it wasn't really, really his. I don't it, think it, it was another case of you know the offense not putting anything on the board for him. So yeah, and I think they they left they may have left him in a little too long. You, yeah. If I, that's I'm not if I'm not mistaken, he walked back to back guys in the seventh, eighth, or eighth inning. And I don't know if that was when the bullpen was that was, was struggling. exactly what that was. That yeah. was that was when we were asking whether or not Tito was leaving in the starters too long. Yeah. And, yeah. and that, you know, probably the case. Uh, okay, well, you know, that, you know, uh, I'll, I'll bust out a song for you. If, okay. if, if tomorrow never comes, <laughs> if, uh, if this really is, Garth Brooks, if, the, uh, if this really is the, the last home game for the Indians and, and the last game for this group, you know, where do the Indians go moving forward after this? Well, it's you know it's it's going to be a, a busy off season. They've got a bunch of free agents, you know, a bunch of kind of key free agents. Obviously, Cody Allen, uh, um, you know, Andrew Miller, Michael Brantley, Lonnie Chisenhall, Milky Cabrera, Raja Davis. You know, the list goes on and on. What are they going to do with those guys? Even you know, a guy like Oliver Perez is a free agent. Right. So you know, I think they're going to have to you know make some decisions. The key thing, Joe, and we've talked about this before, is is who do you make a qualifying offer to? You know, that that's going to be uh, the interesting thing. And who do you take a risk on that might say you know take that one year right. for eighteen million dollars? You know, so and what's that going to do to your? Uh, What's that going to do to your lineup? And and another guy, Donaldson. What do you do with him? You know, I mean, he's basically gone through spring training for you. You've right. got him. You've got him back. He's, you, you're trying to get his swing grooved, and he's playing well defensively. Uh, do you just let him walk away? Uh, that is another uh, strong possibility. A, a guy yeah, who a guy you were hoping was going to be the 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 sort of spark that sort of carries well, you in a postseason. And if, if you don't if you don't get to the 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 LCS if you don't play another three games, you know you've you've basically had him for right two weeks and three games. Yeah, and was it was it a gamble worth taking? Yeah. I you know that's I guess well if Julian Merriweather wins the Cy Young then yeah <laughs> yeah right and he's still on the disabled list. We're we're, we're we're a little bit bit away from that conversation. All right, uh, it all starts uh, Monday morning, Monday afternoon here. Uh, playoff baseball in Cleveland for, at a minimum, one more game. One more game. Uh, we'll see if the uh, if the Indians can come through and force a game four. And if they do, we'll talk about it here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk Podcast.